0: this is my review for uh, Sierra Q Polyhedral Dice Set. So I bought these not too long ago. And they're pretty cool, right? So they asked me to leave a review. And this is a review that I, I am leaving. When I bought these dice, I thought that I would barely use them. But whoa, they saved my life. So I was leaving my workplace late one night when I was surprised by a figure standing in the shadows. He never said his name, but you know who it was. He said that to pass, I had to beat him in a dice-rolling challenge. I think the way I looked, he thought it was going to be an easy win. Was he in for a surprise? <laughs> right after I received my dice, I took them to the shaman. Or took them to a shaman. We spent three days tripping on peyote and drinking grain alcohol while imbuing the dice with the souls of fallen D&D warriors. <laughs> <laughs> When I left, I felt I was ready to take on the world. So when the dark man issued the challenge, a smile crept on my chubby little face. (laughs) I quickly pulled the mighty dice from their smooth black bag. He gasped as the light bounced off their perfect surface. I quickly rolled the dice on a piece of cardboard and hit a nat 20. Now it was his turn. The dice struck the corrugated piece. One. He screamed in agony as his body exploded in a flash of blue and green light. I gently picked up my dice and walked to the com- to my Camaro. My lights flashed on the recently wet asphalt as I peeled out. I stopped at Long John Silver's and <laughs> and ordered the big meal because I deserved it.
1: <laughs>
0: Perfect. <laughs> I okay, like that you were driving your Camaro. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> well, when we were talking about that, that's where I, I was like, "Yep, that's what I would drive in this fantasy." <laughs> okay, ten seconds for Harambe. Sorry, Harambe. Sorry. Eat of
1: my popcorn for it is my body. <laughs> Drink of my
0: Coca Cola for it is my blood. Yes. Yeah. Drink from my 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 molded wax cup <laughs> that you bought at the gift shop with my name on it. Harambe lives. Okay, <laughs> do you want to you want to bring us in on this one? Sure.
1: Columbia Pictures presents Heavy Metal: A Trip Beyond the Future to a Universe You've Never Seen Before, a Universe of Mystery. A universe of passionate fantasies. A universe of terrifying evil. A universe of magic. Heavy metal. Live from Colorado Springs, the Drop Culture Culture Podcast! Podcast. I want to confirm, is this an exercise?
0: Roger, copy. This is not an exercise. Come on, quick, get down! One, two, three!
1: Welcome, everybody, to the Drop Culture Podcast. I'm Dan. I'm Brock. And uh, we are about to get into uh, a classic film and its sequel. Brock, what
0: are we doing this week? This week is a double feature. The first part is Heavy Metal, one of the most badass movies, animated movies of all time. With boobies. Yes, with, uh, uh, it's deceivingly, every. Woman has really huge breasts. Yeah, because it was made
1: in nineteen eighty
0: one. It's crazy. Yeah, during the uh, the tail end of the sword and sorcery, <laughs> you know, age. Yes, <laughs> and then the second part to this is heavy metal too, with another big giant breasted woman in it. Heavy metal two thousand. Hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, each one of these were known for their heavy metal music. That is true, except for Devo.
1: That's fair. I would even say in the second one that there's, you know, Queens of the Stone Age, yeah, insane clown posse. It's not really heavy metal.
0: No, 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 no. It's heavy music. That's true. Does it hurt your feelings? <laughs> <laughs> hurt your ease. something? <laughs> ain't good. Um, so, Dan, yeah. what is heavy metal about?
1: So, Heavy Metal was a uh, 1981 film. Um, oddly enough, produced by Ivan Reitman.
0: Um, who, what do you know Ivan Reitman from? Star Wars. <laughs> no, Ghostbusters, of, yeah, course. of course. Come of on. of course. <laughs> uh, I was like, what? Uh, <laughs> he didn't do it?
1: But it's an anthology cartoon. So, there's multiple stories within it following.
0: The locknar which changed quite a bit um, from the original stories. It wasn't all about the Lochnar. Um, it was supposed to be. I think it was supposed to be like somehow Tarana was supposed to be the key. Okay. In it, uh, whatever her race was. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Tarna. Yeah. So they were supposed to basically use that, but then you know, late on in the production, um, they had to cut some things out, but then they. Decided to use the Lochnar. Lochnar. Really? Mm Mm-hmm.
1: I did not know that.
0: Now, you know, at this time, there's still there was a lot of adult animated movies. You know, Fritz the Cat, all the most of the Ralph Bashke ones. Sure. Um had been out. Um Fritz the Cat was one of the very first ones.
1: I was gonna say that's original.
0: Yeah. And um Jesus, that was one of the crazy ones. Um, of course, uh, I'm trying to think of the one that was like a French one. Um, not Heavy Traffic is one. You know, that was another Bashki uh, or Bakshi. Um, God, what is a fantastic. The v- fantastic planet? That's right. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. That was one of the, the ones that kind of. Got a lot of people to notice, like a weird kind of Pink Floydish type of a deal, but that one came out in what was it, nineteen seventy three? Yeah, I've uh, I've seen that.
1: I will say the first time that I ever watched that, um, I
0: saw more colors than there probably should have been. <laughs> <laughs> you tasted purple. <laughs> Indeed, <laughs> yes. But then later on, you had like wizards. Um, Wizards is awesome. Wizards is awesome. Yeah, Uh, with uh, what was his name? Peace was the was like the pseudo bad guy, but not really. And then, of course, you know, American pop, which was another really good mention one. But then you have heavy metal. You know, heavy metal kind of brought it more, I guess, to the mainstream. I would say, you know, in a way, I I think so.
1: Um, when when do you look before we get into the movie? When did you first see Heavy Metal? Oh, man, I was young. Same. Yeah, I was young. It was on pay TV somewhere, you know? So I remember, I was in fourth grade, I think, and I had rigged the cable box because back in the day they had a slot for every channel, and I took a magnet thing and from a credit card that and stuck it in there, and suddenly I had showtime. Nice. It was a little snowy.
0: Hey,
1: um, it was still showtime. But then my mom came home, and I'm watching a cartoon with tits in it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so that was weird. Hooters. <laughs> yeah, there's big Hooters too. Uh, that's the last time I'm gonna really. <laughs> but yeah, I, w- I would say probably
1: nine ten. Yeah.
0: yeah. No, I think it was pretty. I was pretty young too. Like it had to have been on late night TV. You know what I mean. And seeing it was like, whoa, maybe I should be watching this by myself, (laughs) you know, but it was just like, I, I remember distinctly the feeling that heavy metal gave me was like going to the freaking video store that we had. It was this little bitty brick video store Hastings was that we sure. had, and they sold tapes and LPs and things.
1: We had one of those in my hometown.
0: Yeah, too. and it, literally ours was this really small little little deal, right? But I don't know. Somehow that 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 feeling of this movie, the way that the poster looks, you know, everything reminds me of that. You know, um, really weird, obscure movies because VHS wasn't very popular. But this had to have been like, you know, 86, 87, you sure. know, whenever I first was like exposed to it. Now, you know, some of the people. Exposed. That, yeah, <laughs> pretty much. I was going to walk around with my door cable. <laughs> but that, that's what I was going to talk about is all the people that were in it. Absolutely. Come on. Like one of the coolest dudes ever. John Candy? Yes. And he, multiple. Yeah, he did. Multiple stories. Almost a voice in everything, you know? Um, he was in the first story, the second story. Um, he did little voices here and there. Um, he was in the one with Harold Ramis. And um, you know who? what I saw on this, which was crazy, was Zal Yanovsky. Now, he was a guitar player in this band called The Lovin' Spoonful
1: Yeah, I remember them
0: Right? Yeah Right? You know what kind of guitar he played? No uh, Guild Thunderbird Really? <laughs> yes So, it was, I, 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 since I got my Thunderbird nets, I mean, I have found out who used them, and there's only like two people <laughs> It's so weird But when I saw his name on there, I was like, what? I don't even know who he really is <laughs> I'm like, wow, that's so cool um, but, um, and then, um, who was the dude, um, maybe it was Joe Flaherty. I'm trying to think, um, the one that was doing the, uh, the prosecutions, um, uh, for, you know, the, the trial one, he did a really cool voice and you know him cause he was like the leader or he was the, uh, the Dean in animal house. Right. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Eugene Levy's
0: in this. Yeah. I can't even tell it's his voice on any of it. Like he really hit his voice in a, I mean, in really weird ways. You couldn't even tell it was really him. Yeah. Um, but just, I mean, it, it was like they took most of the most popular actors from SCTV, <laughs> except for Rick Moranis. And it was like, let's make a movie. Cause Canada has been kind of on the cutting edge of a lot of stuff, mainly comedy um, but with For this sure. animation stuff at this period in time too, they were really kind of like hitting it pretty pretty good, you know. Agreed. This is before John Candy became uh, Uncle Buck. Pretty much, yeah, yeah. 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 He was America's uncle, <laughs> you know, what I mean? from up north. Yeah, I mean that's the truth. I mean, John Candy was is America's uncle. Sure, it's a good way to put it. Mm. Write that down. <laughs> <laughs> that's important. <laughs> no, write that down. But um, okay. So you want to get into like the um, artist in this stuff?
1: Sure, absolutely. Well, first of all, let's talk. This was an uh, actually a theatrical success as well, and they made it on a budget of nine million dollars, and they made twenty.
0: Dang, that's pretty good. Pretty good for back then.
1: Well, and especially for an animated film that wasn't Disney. You know, right, that had boobs and stuff. Everything. Yeah, am <laughs> just going to throw it at me, you gotta say, it.
0: of course, of course, like Richard Corbin. Okay, so when you think of heavy metal, you think of heavy metal, the movie, right. but it really came from the magazine. Yes, um, which I still read heavy metal every once in a while because they did bring it back and now it's uh, back again on a monthly instead of every quarterly or whatnot. Oh, really? Pretty sure. Um, a lot of the older magazines are coming back, and that one's a pretty good one. I did have some of those back in the day. In fact, uh, I think last year I gave you a couple copies. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, yeah. I, I, I think I got rid of all of the newer ones that I had. Didn't yeah. really need them. But, um, okay. So Richard Corbin is, I mean, the dude's done tons of stuff like Werewolf by Night in Marvel. He's, um, He's just all over the place. He's a great artist. I even have this one, um, very small graphic novel that he did called, I mean, it's called Mutant World. Okay. It's weird. Just this weird kind of out of way kind of a deal, but it's a big, like, magazine size, not too thick. And it's, it's this, the same art style as wherever, you know, whenever he's like, my dork's hanging out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> with my dork hanging out, um, and what, what was that? Din? Yes, yes. So basically, it looks just all like that. You okay. Know? So that art style is there, which that was one of the good stories. But then you also had Dan O'Bannon was a writer, um, which is kind of crazy, because Dan O'Bannon didn't he write, you know, a lot of science fiction back in the day? Yes, he did. Uh, oh my God, what? Alien Right Um, And a whole bunch of stuff Then Bernie Wrightson Was another big kind of a writer So him and Richard Corbin Did a lot of stuff I think together I was surprised You didn't go to him first Because he was the co-creator Of Swamp Thing I know Yeah yeah Yeah. see Uh, So I mean You have these really big Talented awesome people Getting together and saying Hey let's make a movie Let's kick it Kick its ass And use a lot of What's coming up And the heavy metal Was coming up
1: Dan O'Bannon also Directed and wrote The Return of the Living Dead Ah, oh,
0: that's right That's right, produced by Richard P. Rubenstein <laughs> But, <laughs> yeah Sorry to go back to Dan O'Bannon, but I thought that was a pretty good credit for him Yeah, he's a badass, so I think he still does some stuff, doesn't he? I have no idea Probably hasn't done a lot, though no. uh, But this movie, he, I guess, he's was real old now Yeah <laughs> But I guess, uh, you know, this movie was really touted for the soundtrack because you had a lot of up and comers. Yes. Um, You had a lot of people that weren't really mainstream, but were still producing really good music at the time. Um, So
1: where do you want to go first? Do you want to go through the story or do you want to go through the soundtrack? I'm I'm with it either way. uh,
0: Let's go through the soundtrack. Okay. Um, So the soundtrack is pretty awesome. Finding it, I they always release it on the vinyl. They always come through everything, you know. Um, so you still you have heavy metal by Sammy Hagar, the Red Rocker. That's right. Heartbeat by Riggs. I want to
1: say that, and I'll look this up while while you're talking. Um,
0: go ahead. Okay. Yeah. Um, you had Working in a Cold Mine by Devo. Yes, Devo was. They were the tits back then. <laughs> Veteran of the Psychic Wars by BOC, Blue Oyster Cult, right? True. Reach Out by Cheap Trick. Cheap Trick's pretty awesome, you know, especially back then. Um, then you had um, Heavy Metal, Taking a Ride by Don Fielder. True Companion by Donald Fagan. Those don't really seem like rocket names, you know what <laughs> I mean?
1: <laughs> it's Donald.
0: <laughs> yeah. Hey, man, I'm going to go see Donald Fagan tonight. No. Uh, Crazy, a suitable case for treatment by Nazareth. Uh, Radar Rider by Riggs, again. Um, you did have Open Arms by Journey. Queen Bee, Grand Funk Railroad. I Must Be Dreaming by Cheap Trick. The Mob Rules, alternate version by Black Sabbath. Not I my mean, Black Sabbath. Yeah, I mean, yeah, no, <laughs> it was a D.O. years. Um, but I mean, how could you not have a, a movie called Heavy Metal without Black Sabbath? Yeah, agreed, it, agreed. You know, um, All of You by Don Felder, um, prefabricated by Trust and then Stevie Nicks with Blue Lamp. I mean, honestly, even the score, um, was done by Elmer Bernstein. So you have a powerhouse of everything, something anybody can love. You know yeah, anybody absolutely. could really get into it if they know. Well, anybody. especially
1: in '81. I mean, to have Sammy Hagar, Devo, Blue Blue Oyster Cult, Cheap Trick, Nazareth, Journey, <laughs> um, you yeah, know, Black Sabbath, obviously Stevie Nicks was big. Yeah. Um, sounds a little bit like goat, but hey, whatever. Um,
0: <laughs> 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 That's <But, was> terrible. <laughs>
1: I'm sorry, Stevie Nicks.
0: But um, alive. Devo had um through being cool and Black Sabbath had e fifty one fifty, but they weren't on the soundtrack okay they were both on right. like new traditionalists for Devo and then also mob rules for um Sabbath, you know, so it's pretty pretty cool, you know, some rocking good times I mean come on, you had the red rocker before you was in you know Van Hagar, you this know what' is I mean? true, so it's pretty awesome. Okay, so let's take it through this. The uh,
1: so our first sequence that we get is a soft landing, and uh, this is where we see the guy in the car out in space
0: that they actually turn into a real thing. Yes, yes, it's it it passed Mars, I think so far. Yes, yeah.
1: <laughs> um. So there's that. And, and that's really the title sequence that's where we're getting all the things um just an astronaut in like a car falling into earth,
0: right It was like a weird deal because in the desert yeah it was a uh, it was a regular shuttle lot wasn't a lot of this rotoscoped as well big time yeah, yeah, you could tell I
1: mean that was kind of cutting not necessarily cutting edge but it was definitely um mixed reviews like a lot of artists at the time like thought it was kind of cheating. Um, it was But it was definitely a technical kind of a cheat You
0: know what I mean Right, right, right And plus they did the multi multi-plane, multiplane stuff like Disney um, But I, I do know that rotoscoping for movies like Fire and Ice mm-hmm. um, The Frigetta you know, like the art, hobbit. yeah, the hobbit, mm-hmm. and plus, even in um, Lord of the Rings, they use like real people in it, yeah, yeah, you know, um, and it, all that's of them, more
1: what I was thinking yeah. was Lord of the Rings, yeah,
0: and Tarno was a big one that was rotoscope besides all the inanimate objects, I think, like the, the bombers yeah, and yeah. stuff like that. So, yeah, you had the Corvette dropping out of space, <laughs> it, as you do, it landed with the parachute in the right way because
1: mm. that's how it works,
0: that's cool. <laughs> And then he takes out Right It's pretty awesome
1: And then he gets to his house Um and, and this portion of it's called Grimaldi Because that's the name of the astronaut And uh He run, you know, it gets to his house His daughter's there and he says he's, Hey I brought you something Yeah where's mom and They don't talk about that no. <laughs> It's definitely made by a dude Um <laughs> yeah. Um, but he opens that case and we see the green sphere, right? And, um uh, then he melts. Grimaldi melts. <laughs> and then like the green sphere talks, starts talking to the girl and, uh, basically says it's the sum of all fears. Right. Or all evils. That's what it was. Yeah. The sum of all evils. And, uh, that's where we meet. The Lochnar
0: Loch <laughs> and Don Franks, yeah, you know, um, which is weird because again, it's the the glue that holds the whole story together,
1: Lochnar wasn't Don Franks,
0: no, no. oh, he was percy Grimaldi. Rodriguez, yeah yeah percy Rod- Roger roquaz roz <laughs> um
1: so basically the what what we get from this like setting is that. The Lockenauer begins to tell stories of how he's affected things throughout time.
0: Right. Yeah. Why did he pick her to
1: just like. Well, we find out. Yeah. Yeah. Let's <laughs> well, not ruin it.
0: Yeah. We're like, hey, uh, this guy's like, hey, hey, little girl, before I kill you, I'm going to tell you these stories they are really cool.
1: <laughs> and, and the first real story we get into is Harry Canyon. Yep. Uh, which is cool because it's based on The Long Tomorrow by Mobius. Um,
0: Mobius's art yeah, is yeah. all over this Which yeah, is awesome For sure
1: um, And obviously this is like a future New York City
0: We're introduced to a cabbie In 2031
1: Okay, I didn't know the date but See? Yeah Ugh. <laughs> But he's like going through his day Like right away Like some dude with a mohawk Tries to, you know He's like, hey, give me a ride And he gets in there And then he pulls a gun on him And uh, Harry Canyon He's just got a little button next to his <laughs> his gas pedal that he can flip
0: up and hit a button and disintegrate people. you know I'm not in my cab. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but yeah, so he – okay, so he's dri- – isn't he driving by the museum mm-hmm. or something like that and then um, he's – watching something on the T V that's basically telling about all of that, right? Right. The how the Lochnar or reading the paper, you know, and the dude from the papers falling out of the museum and his daughter comes running out like, Oh you know, oh, give me a ride. Oh, <laughs> yeah. And these mutants come out and start firing at her. He's like, Okay, usually I don't take rides like this. I just Usually cause... I don't get involved. <laughs> But this there's something about this dame. Yeah, her her huge hooters.
1: <laughs> and um, the
0: fact that she's obviously not wearing any pants. Right, right, right. Hmm, okay. <laughs> uh, so yeah, they get together figuratively and um physically. Yes. Um because she's like all over him like a lampshade. Yeah, you know she what I mean? Is. And they uh, get it all <laughs> <laughs> in the words of Chris Farley. <laughs> right. Well, they start talking about the Lochner, right? Yeah. And then she wants to sell it to some gangster. Yes. So you know the gangster's like, it's She's like, like I just want to be rid of it, right? 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 So I can get my three hundred thousand or three million or something, I don't something how crazy. much money It was, right.
1: but she very much makes it like not about the money. She just wants to get rid of it because it's not great. But then might as well get the money at the same time.
0: Right. Right. So so the Rudnick dude is the bad guy. Yep. He's yeah. the one that um is like, Oh, here's my cigar. I got a clay face. And Harry Canyon's <laughs> like, I'll do it for fifty percent. Yep. She's like, Okay. Okay. And they're gonna run off together, right? Yep. So she does the exchange on some, you know, on the George Washington Bridge or something, you know, underneath it or something. Uh <laughs> so they take off and of course Home Dude opens it up and he gets disintegrated. Bam, done. Rubnik. Yep, and then, um, it, then you got her in the back because Harry's smart. Harry's a very smart man. <laughs> he knew that she was going to double cross him. She's like, "You don't want to do this." And then he she hits pulls her with out a gun. Yep, because he hits her with the pulsar ray and disintegrates her. She's Jeez. like, "Ah!" But first, her clothes, you know, burn off first. Of course, you know, and then ah. gratuitous boob shots. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and she's gone. In
1: the the last line, he's like, "Yeah, put it down for a two day ride <laughs> and with one hell of a tip." <laughs> yes.
0: <laughs> so that was the end of part one. Yes, or part two, I guess. Um, so then you, um, then of course, you know, he tells a little bit more. The Lockner keeps talking while the whole time the chick's like, "Oh." So this is
1: the first one that we get with um, John Candy in it. Yeah, he's a death sergeant. So we kind of f- flew over that because he does try to go, um, you know, like report it to the police, and they're like, "Well, okay, it's going to be a thousand dollars up front, blah, blah, blah." So you kind of know in this court sort of dystopian world.
0: Yeah, it's all about having to all pay about the, the cops. Cash. Yeah, so <laughs> it's
1: like you know, the cops from RoboCop.
0: Yeah, but you know what this reminds me of too, of course, is um, the Fifth Element. Yeah, in a way, percent. With the, with the Mobius style and the cab driver in the future. Absolutely. You know, and, but there's just no Blue Lady singing opera. Unfortunate. <laughs> yes. No, right. Mm-hmm. No Ruby Red. <laughs> uh, so, Chris Tucker either. Right. <laughs> so, yeah. We hit Din, right? And this one is a nerdy teenager like Spider Man, right?
1: Yeah. This is very much, um, Almost a Spider-Man story. Yeah. Right,
0: right, because they show him with all the chemistry stuff, and he's like, oh, this is weird, but it's John Candy, and his voice is awesome. Yes, it is. He's like, oh, my God, there was something weird yeah. coming out of the sky. <laughs> <laughs> I was doing yeah. a lightning experiment. <laughs> but then it, like, with the lightning and the lochnar, it sends him through some weird freaking, like...
1: Yeah, and all of a sudden, he's like Vin Diesel. Yeah. was like bald and huge. <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, naked.
1: Yeah, and that's when he's like, "Well, I wasn't gonna walk around this place with my dork hanging out." (laughs) Yeah, well, that is the first time I ever remember someone calling a penis a dork. (laughs) I'm like, "What dork?"
0: Ah, I get it. And he grabs the flag and he wraps it around his waist. (laughs) Um, but yeah, because he falls on that weird altar, and then there's some um woman about to get sacrificed by another. Also has large tracts of land. Yes. And so does the um the priestess that's yes. about to kill her. So he rescues her. They f- they go underneath and he's like, "Oh my god, I didn't think I could make it while I was floating underwater." And it's all his stuff, but my lungs and I was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> they get his out. His body didn't get tired at all. <laughs> yeah. Mm. They get out.
1: And that's where they find out that
0: she's from Earth too. Oh. Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh <laughs> So, and then what do they do, Brock? They, um, well, they sit down to a nice, uh, dinner. Uh, (laughs) They have a play, you know, they go to an opera and, uh, then they bone. Yeah. Um, so
1: uh, like skip those first two things and they just bone.
0: Yeah. They just bone, you know, because he's like, whoa, I'm a man. Right. (laughs) So, um, that's when they're interrupted. Yeah, rudely Yes Yeah, rudely And he gets taken to um, Ard Yeah, yeah The weird dude that's like, oh, go ahead and shoot me Oh, just whatever, it's the Lognar, bitch (laughs) Absolutely, that was perfect (laughs) But it was so crazy that, like, there's, it's this weird, like, sword and sorcery world, but they have machine guns Yeah Yeah, yeah, makes sense Kind of how Wizards was yeah, weird. Real. Yeah. <laughs> so we don't even know when it is, if it even is something, right? It's just a right? different world. So he kicks the crap out of everybody. He's like, let the girl go. And he's like, well, my voice is really low. <laughs> then, you know, the the most off-putting voice is the one of the, the dude that looked like a lizard or whatnot. Okay. And they're underneath the, the palace, and he's like, we're underneath the palace right now. <laughs> it just didn't seem... Like uh <laughs> I guess Noral is his name. Yeah. yeah. Um basically um he breaks in to rescue her, but the queen comes out and is like, hey, bone me and you know you can live. Mm. <laughs>
1: Yeah, he's just getting boned everywhere. This so like he, yeah, geek teenage kid that turned into Vin Diesel.
0: Yeah, so he does. He's got a high libido, you know. He's a teenager, you know, <laughs> inside. <laughs> uh, so um, when she's distracted because she's obviously pleased, right? Uh, he steals the Lagnar, right. Yes, he the does. raiding party does right. So um, he goes to go get her because she's encased in glass or something like that, right? Um, and then, you know, I like the backgrounds in this too, because this one was like, um, they did just did the interior scenes and things like that. But for the sky, they had this really weird, like 2001 deal, yeah which was pretty cool. So they're, of course, they're about to sacrifice her again, you know? And that's when he gets in, that's when that one dude gets in, in a fight with the, Queen The Queen and he's like That's my Loch Nahr Give it to me <laughs> You know what I mean it's so weird oh. <laughs> And then of course You know He um Din kills everybody And then grabs her And they're like Well You could You could be the king Or you could have everything If you had that And he's like Baby I don't even want to go home <laughs> You know what I mean He's like here i'm a dork or here i'm i'm a god and back home i'm just a lonely little dork
1: <laughs> yes and we find that this is kind of the one guy that resists
0: the Lochnar throughout our stories really yeah yeah cuz he's a badass he knew he knows he didn't need it Dude, you know you're a scrawny little geek kid and
1: now you're like Doc- Dude, yeah. you know, and like, yeah, you're like Dr. LA, Manhattan everywhere.
0: <laughs> yeah. so. everywhere you go, you know, you're going to get into an adventure where you get laid at least three times. Right, right, right exactly. Why do you want to go home to experiment with electricity? Screw that, right? <laughs> I'm so, gonna be throwing so, arrows so, at shit.
1: And this is where the Lochnar just rises up into space, yeah, and then it's like a small little marble, yeah, on a space station
0: where somebody finds it, picks yeah. it up, and's like, hmm. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Who's that guy,
0: Brock? Well, we'll we'll talk about <laughs> who that guy is. Um so this is the Captain Stern story. Captain Stern. Um basically good lord, what is it? Um 18 counts of fraud, 30 37 counts of rape and one moving violation. <laughs> Place has got 14 counts of armed theft of federation property, 22 counts of piracy in high space. The dude's like a piece of crap. Oh, yeah. Um, He's terrible. Yeah, 12 counts of murder. And they're reading off all these charges while he's in some weird court in orbit, (laughs) you know? And he's like, I got an angle. Because he's like, not guilty. And like his lawyer freaks (gasps) out. His His lawyer
1: looks very much like one of the... um, I can't think of... It was an older star, but like even the... Like Bugs Bunny and them used to have that face.
0: Oh you yeah, 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 they all kind of do, you know. Yeah. Even the Baylis all yes. kind of look. Um, so of course, you know, he's like, "I got an angle." Mm. He he keeps saying it. Yep. I got an angle, and so <laughs> they literally call over their first witness, and it's the star witness, Hanover Fist. That's right.
1: <laughs> so you gotta so, love the names in this so far. You got Harry Canyon. Yeah Den. Hanover Fist <laughs> Come
0: on I mean Harry Canyon was I mean Damn um, A little on the nose But yeah, yeah. <laughs> Wait, Or wherever Yeah Hanover yeah. Fist too Yeah it's there yeah. Uh, <laughs> So So basically The guy that picked up the lognar Or the marble mm-hmm. That he thought it was um, Is the guy that walks up to it He looks all like freaking kind of dorky Gomer Pyle. Yeah, yeah. You know, he's like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, like most of everybody else, you know. Uh <laughs> So then he starts giving his testimony. He's like, he's one of the nicest, greatest human beings. Oh, come on. And he starts like raging out, right? Right. And he's just getting bigger. And then he starts talking about how ter- well, except that time he whatever, you know. Yeah. He's just like <laughs> he was a he was uh, had the uh what is it? The grade school prostitution ring or something? Yes, yes. It's like, Jesus Christ. This dude is horrible. Terrible. Right? Um, but we know that um, you know Stern basically was going to pay him 30,000 credits or something like that to testify. Well, we don't know that yet. Oh, yeah. yeah he well, says it. Oh, does he? Oh, yeah, that's right. He tells the lawyer, and the lawyer is like, this is not going to work. <laughs> so then he Hulk rages out. And he kicks the shit out of everybody. And he's chasing Stern down because he's going to kill him. To a hot, um, badass soundtrack by Cheap Trick. In you know, so they've got the little eyeball that's got the the exhaust pipe. that's like, you know, like in here, you mm-hmm, know. Right. <laughs> so, you know, Stern's escaping because he's a badass. He's he's better than, um, what's his name for Futurama? Oh. Um, <laughs> Zap Brannigan. Yes, yeah, you. he's like a Zap Brannigan, but like douchier yeah a shitty version (laughs) a way shittier one (laughs) that's mm. (laughs) which is hard yeah so so literally he busts through everything breaks everything finally you know they get to the end of their their road and he's got him cornered and he's like all right hanover you ask for it and he pulls out three thousand (laughs) bucks and then he shrinks Shrinks back yeah. to normal. Oh thanks, boss. <laughs> he's a <all>, Hannover, oh, <laughs> <laughs> And he pulls the lever and it's like whoop. <laughs> he falls out of trapdoor in space instead of getting sucked out.
1: Yep. That's hmm. how it works. Nobody the, else does. 1981.
0: <laughs> 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 but then of course he's he doesn't let go of the Lochnar.
1: And then you just see his hand holding the Lochnar going through like an atmosphere.
0: Yeah, he he gets burned up. And it's just oh, he has like his hand in his wrist. <laughs> <laughs> um, so then Neverwhere land. Right. So this one
1: wasn't in actually in the movie.
0: Yeah, it was supposed to be in between, right? Yeah,
1: it was supposed to be between this one and uh um B seventeen.
0: Yeah, because it's weird because the B seventeen one just kind of comes out of nowhere. This is Exactly this one and uh Tarna are the ones that basically are um the big ones. I think the ones that people remember the most. I think
1: you're talking about B17. Yes, mm, I disagree, but that's okay. Okay, okay.
0: Um, Because when they, whenever they make figures and stuff like that or posters, I they just always have personally
1: that. like yeah. Den and uh, the one with the aliens that pick up the. Oh the yeah, yeah, yeah. Those yeah, are the yeah. two that like stood out in my mind.
0: B17 is the one that really like I, I think is like my favorite segment of the whole deal. Sure. Um, which of course it's it's a World War II bomber, so he's in a different time period. He just shows up there. The Lockner the like Well, it does. Yeah, right. So they're on a bombing run, of course, you know, <laughs> and they're shooting awesome music going on by uh, Don Felder, and um, everybody dies. They drop their payload. They start heading back. They don't have an engine, and it's just very quiet. And, you know, the pilot's talking to the co-pilot. Hey, go to the back and check everything out. He notices everybody's dead. Everybody. Yes. <laughs> it's like the dude in the little ball turret. He's dead because he can't open it up. Nope. Um, then the two side gunners are dead. Then the tail gunner's dead. Then he sees a Lagnar coming after him. He's like, there's something chasing us. He's like, get up here. But then the Lagnar goes underneath it and fucking boom right? Knocks it all over the place
1: And that's when we start seeing bodies start to come back to life They decay really yeah, fast Yeah, like Walking Dead style but Right, right They do decay
0: very quickly Right Then he gets swallowed up by the, the ball turret, dude Yes Because they're not there, you know I mean, nobody's there after he kind of wakes up a little bit Because he gets knocked out, right? Right <clears throat> And he opens the turret and then, pulled ah, down in. yeah. Yep. And then, of course, you know, the pilot's like, What are you doing back there, Charlie? <laughs> the co pilot. And um, he opens the door and it's the freaking zombies, right? The Skella zombies. And they start beating the crap out of the door. But the pilot's like smart, right? He's not waiting around. He shoots a little bit and he's like, No. And then he jumps out. Yep. So you think, Yeah, he's free and clear. You know, for, for the longest time, I thought that, you know, the Loch Nahr was killing people above that specific place. Mm. But then I started thinking, okay, well, the Loch Nahr took them, right? And then was going after him. And that island that they were at might have mm-hmm. been the Bermuda Triangle or something like that, right?
1: Yeah, because there's all kinds of airplanes
0: from like... World War I. Yeah, yeah. Commercial planes, all kinds of stuff. All kinds of stuff. <clears throat> Dang And so uh, He starts walking through all this stuff And that's when the zombies come to get him again End, <laughs> End of that End of B-17
1: Yeah that uh, one I'll be honest like as a kid seeing it That was like one of my least favorite ones
0: That's the one I liked the most I could see that yeah. yeah It was just so It was evil Yeah You know it sure. was Very weird movements Um, But you know the glow in the dark zombies I was like, "Damn, that's so cool! I want some of that." <laughs> um, just weird, right? Um, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with. No, it. no, 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 no. It was just a. It was a weird tale. It always stuck with me, you know. And then you got so beautiful and so dangerous. Yeah, this is one of the
1: ones that kind of stand out to me. Like I, I remembered it a lot because. So basically, the, this all takes place at the beginning at the Pentagon, right?
0: Pretty much, yeah. The scientist walks up. And they're all, like, throwing interviews at him Like, hey, what is this? Do you think this is aliens turning everybody into Because could- they're having mutants Like, mm-hmm. everybody's mutating People are growing arms at their back and shit Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> The doctor's like, no, there's no such thing as aliens
0: Yes, yeah. and he's very cal- cool and calm, right? Yeah. Um, he sits down at the table But then all of a sudden, the Lagnar is around, you know um, cool, The, yeah. Uh, yeah Her, her well, is nestled in between her ample breasts He's a pretty lady. She she was the stenographer. Mm
1: -hmm. So she's taking all the notes from
0: this meeting. And he attacks her. But at the same time, a spaceship appears over the Pentagon, drills a hole through it, sucks him up while he's accosting her. And then it comes through and John Candy's the robot and he's like... Man, broke another one, or, or this guy's yeah. broke. I'm going to have to fix him. And they're yes. like, oh, do whatever you want to, man. <laughs> he's like, you're not the guy that has to fix the piece of crap.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And then, of course, she falls down. Boom. <laughs> Clothes all ripped. Boobies all hanging out. And as, you, then, as you do. Of course. And then he's like, whoa, hello. <laughs> yeah. So he starts you know, going after her. But then, of course, the two... Pilots or whatnot They're like Hey man Why is it only The only woman we see in like 10 cycles (laughs) He's gotta go after man (laughs) So you know Of course that's when we get the awesome cocaine scene Yes (laughs) From Etzel and Zeke (laughs) Yes Which is awesome because it's John Candy and Eugene Levy Right right And you can't tell that it's Eugene Levy I was listening to his voice Yeah not it's it's not his iconic voice that you expect, right? 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 Um, it was just, it was kind of weird. You you just um, you, you're because I, I knew he was in it, and I was listening. I was like, nah, you. Sometimes you could place voices. John mm-hmm. Candy's, of course. Yes. Harold Ramis, of course. Yes. Eugene Levy, no. Uh, but what they snorted was oh pl- no,
1: it was Edsel – I was wrong.
0: Oh, he was, uh, Eugene Levy, Levy was the male reporter. was Zeke. He was Zeke, and then, who was the other dude?
1: John Candy was the robot.
0: Eugene Le- Levy was Edsel. He yeah, was the other so dude. so they were the twos. Eugene yeah. Levy and Harold He was Harold the pink Ramis. one. Yeah, Harold Ramis was the one with the three noses. Yes. Because they get the Plutonian Niborg. <laughs> yes. And they're like, what, what do they say, um, what do they call it, uh, nose dive or something like that?
1: Yeah, well, he's like, is that enough, man? He's like, no,
0: <laughs> go
1: for broke, uh, man. And so, they've got a machine that's just like laying out these gigantic lines.
0: So, so of course, they... Uh, they they know. Yes. And they start snorting the crap out of it, right? And then the robot's like getting
1: it on with uh, Gloria.
0: Well, he beats up her guts pretty good, yeah. right? Because she's like... She's smoking a cigarette and she's like, oh my god I'm never, he's like, oh, I've been uh, Programmed to for pleasure and it's like bzz, bzz. <laughs> Like, whoa Right? So he's like talking her into going steady The whole time, right? And then he's like You're gonna have to marry me And she's like, okay, okay, I'll marry you But it's gotta be a Jewish wedding He's a right. like, Jewish wedding? Mm-hmm. You know <laughs> My
1: favorite part is where they're trying to park or They're <laughs> yes. trying to land the ship And like He's like, I, I drive messed up all the time, you know, or, or I, I can land, whatever he says. At any rate, like he's going towards the square where he's going to like huge. Well, you don't know that at first from the perspective because you're seeing the square where they're going to come in and park mm-hmm. and then they switch the perspective to the side. And this square is like giant, <laughs> and the ship is very small, and he's still bouncing off the walls. And <laughs> yes. Stuff.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's really bad. Real yeah. bad. He's like, I can drive stone, man. <laughs> and like, he's like, oh, good landing. <laughs> and they do land.
1: This is true. So they get the freaky effects for a while when they're flying through space, too, like the colors. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. So, yeah, they're all tripping. They're like, whoa. Some good Nyborg. (laughs) (laughs) Some good Nyborg, man. And that's whenever the Lachnar starts talking again to the little girl. Yes. I was like, now I'm here to. The only reason why I I'm attracted to certain people is I gotta find the one that's gonna end me or something you're, like yeah, that.
1: Yeah, he's like, you're the biggest threat.
0: Yeah, and she's like, oh, uh, oh. Uh. <laughs> and then we see Tarna. You know the story. So really cool. Um, you know the uh the Mobius looking stuff again, iconic as hell, and they really. They really kind of overdo it because Or or outdo everything You know what I mean? Because the Lagnar turns into like this big giant Freaking meteor lands, it's like
1: it beds itself into a mountain
0: Then it melts yeah. And turns all these other people into Lagnar monsters Whatever they are You know, with metal hands and shit
1: Yeah, yeah The one guy Well, didn't he have a metal hand anyways? Mm-hmm.
0: It was, he was like a priest or something like yeah, that yeah. Something weird They were all like making a pilgrimage to it Yes. So you know, then after they get done, they start killing everybody, like with arrow guns. Yeah, <laughs> you know the dude's got like a clip of arrows, right? That's got like twelve arrows in it, and it's like going down. It's like, <laughs> and they wipe out everybody in the city, right? True. Um. So, uh. The High Council dude is standing at the very top of this wherever this really nice cool Art Deco place, right? And he's like, "Oh well, we need a Terrakian. They're always going to be here to help us." And they're like, "There's no more Terrakians left." And he's like, There's "No, one. there is one. Um, so let's <laughs> let's summon her together." <laughs> and then I'll just like, "Tarna." <laughs> I don't know what the hell that was.
1: <laughs> you know what I mean? shes I don't know how they knew her name.
0: Yeah, yeah, right, right. Um, are they all
1: named Tarna? I guess. All Terrakians are named Tarna.
0: Yeah, well, she's the last of the Terrakians, of course, and she has that bird slash... It looked like one of the birds from Joust. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Big eyes. You know, it had like a really... It was like a... um. Baby ostrich. Yeah, yeah. You know, or a
1: baby bird. No fair. The, the way the eyes were. Um, but it could fly. Yeah. Well,
0: they do those really big masterful shots, you know, of her flying and going down and like, you know, flying around and everything like that, right? Mm-hmm. But she's in a robe, right? So she's heard, she's heard the call, so she goes into these big giant place. I love the scope of it. Yeah. Like the big giant like skeleton you know, of some big mythical beast or something flying through that and you see how small and insignificant she really is. But Then she goes into that chamber and you see of course um like a big pool, you know, the birds stop, she's got to do this ritual, I guess, to get she has her to
1: swim across there to get the armor.
0: Right, right. So sword, right? Yeah, yeah, so she she disrobes literally, you know. So she's naked. Um and With her ample breasts, she floats over to the other side.
1: And once she gets the sword, she does the, I have the power. (laughs) Because the statue above her is like a naked lady on her knees.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. With the sword. With the sword, yeah. Yeah. Pointing up. Yeah. This one, you know, I looked up the original woman that did this, of course. You know, did the rotoscope and stuff. Mm -hmm. Because they had a lot of rotoscope shots in this one. That's why it was kind of the way, I guess, it was kind of slower. Um, but yeah, they, um, I forgot what her name was, but it was really cool to see the behind the scene shots. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Cause of course she wasn't naked, you know, she had like skin, um, skin cl- tight clothes on or whatnot. And then like, uh, she had armor, but it was different than tarnus, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. So they, uh, they really did a pretty awesome job with that. Right. Apparently she's mute. Yes. You know, so um, you have to pay. You pay voice actors less when they're mute. Right, right. (laughs) So, so literally, she gets the lightning strike into the story. It's like, you know, that's the sound of lightning. She has the power. (laughs) So she goes back to the city, right, where they had called her, but everybody's dead. What I thought was funny about that first part, while they were summoning her. Was the little kid was like, hey, they're at the door. He's like, put up the... (laughs) Block the door. (laughs) And he's obviously got like this big machine, like huge thing to block the door. Yeah. But it doesn't make it No, because it barely gets halfway up because he's having trouble activating it. He's (laughs) like kicking it. (laughs) Yes. And then he gets like shot with like... 18 bolts. Yeah. and and, It's crazy. (laughs) So... She goes and ends up at a bar, right? And it's all, we're through being cool. And it's Devo playing, you know? Um, And, you know, the first thing that she sees is, like, the bats and the symbol of the necklace that she has. So she goes in. That dude's kicking the shit out of that other dude's little like, hey, baby. (laughs) She goes in and orders something, flips the dude a coin, sits down, has a drink. And the other guys are like, I'll show you what you could do with that, buddy she massacres everybody. <laughs> Kills them all. Chops all their heads off. Like really easily, you know. Well, yeah. She's got they, a magic sword. They're brute bastards, you know.
1: So, <laughs> they're real rapey anyways.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's really bad. Like
1: revenge of the Nerds rapey. Oh,
0: yeah. Ugh, it's weird. <laughs> um, so of course, she gets back on the bird. She flies, they catch her. Yes. Of like course. A net. Yeah mm, As you do Yeah She's like some mythical warrior Right She didn't know they had a net Yeah She's like Oh you caught me in a fly trap You know <laughs> So then Of course You know They're about to kill her Home dude's like Strips her down Right He's like Clean her and Bring her to me You know Weird Bring me my whip Yeah And then whatever. he Yeah Then he whips the shit out of her Right And then she escapes because the bird comes and gets her because he throws her down a hole.
1: Yeah, like down a cavern. Right. And then the bird catches her. Right?
0: No, no. There, she's down at the no, bottom. No, you're right. Yeah, you're she's right. down at the bottom all like stripped of her clothes That's and everything right. like that just laying on the ground. So the bird escapes because they're trying to kill it. Like hold it steady so I can shoot That's it right. in, in the face. And he like
1: flips the one guy in front of the Shot
0: right, right, and then ditches the other two dudes holding on to him. It's like,
1: Pew, and goes down and grabs her.
0: Mm-hmm. She flies away, but they catch up with her because they, they shoot the bird in the neck, you know, so they crash land like Jor-El does in Man of Steel. <laughs> yes, <laughs> so, almost, very much so. Yeah, almost the same, right? So she pulls it out, and you think that the Terrakian bird's dead, right? But it isn't. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Geez. Spoiler alert. So Home Dude comes down and he turns his hand into like a freaking saw blade. Yeah. Like, zoom,
1: zoom. like a circular saw.
0: Right, right. Yeah. So she grabs her sword. Um, they start fighting and stuff like that. And he, he does com- gotta fuck her up. Yeah. Well, she was covered in scars, but then they disappeared and she gets hit twice with the uh with the saw. Yeah. Once in the stomach, once on the arm or something like yeah, that. Yeah. Side in the arm. And and she's about to he's about to kill her, right? And the bird grabs his leg and bites it almost in half. So he's like ka, And she ends up chopping his head off, right? Okay, so cool. <laughs> so they're gone. So she she hops on the bird and is like, Let's do this. So they head towards the Lochnar and it's got the uh whatever you call it, the the power in it. The lightning power. Oh, yeah. And she gets above it, and is like, no, don't do this. No. It'd be futile. Yeah. And she kills it. And then, of course, in the timeline that he's telling the story, he's like, no. Yeah. Space time continuum. It's weird. And stuff. It was like Dr. It's Manhattan future, shit. future, but yeah.
1: it affected the now.
0: Yeah. It was like the Dr. Manhattan shit. Yeah, yeah. Like everything was going on at the same time. Yeah. You know, so he was in everything, right? So, we find out, because she runs away, the little girl does, but we find out that there's a, another Terrakian bird out there. She's like, oh my god. Well, that's, yeah. Because she's the last Terrakian. Right. Everybody needs to uh, take over, and it's like, and so the Terrakians are born again. Mm. <laughs> And then her fucking hair turns energy, white. Yeah, it changes, and then <laughs> the bark comes on her neck. Yeah, and I done. <laughs> and we're done. And that is heavy metal one overall. Closes out with some Devo. Mm-hmm. Through being cool. Ba doom ba doom boom. Well, I think it's working in the coal mine. That's right. That's yeah. right. Boom. 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 So yeah (laughs) So yeah No awesome movie All the way through And I mean literally I I bet you it packed the house You know And people were like Whoa This is really cool To see a movie like that You know Like heavy metal Not Fritz the cat Or something else You know So you had this big In the, the late 70s Early 80s You had that big Sword and sorcery deal But then also The Mobius style Everything like that Was just so totally cool I agree I've always really liked this movie Yeah always.
1: me too I, I like the The different stories Even though they're tied together Through the Loch Nahr. Um And I think Like To me Like the Loch Nahr Is kind of one of those It's often something I refer to When I'm trying to analog it To something that's going on Currently yeah. <laughs> Does that make sense Oh yeah. it's the Loch Nahr. Yeah Yeah
0: Cause yeah Cause it makes sense Yeah Again my favorite one Was the uh B-17 I think that one's awesome. Everybody equates this because Tarna's on the uh the poster.
1: Yeah.
0: She's all over everything, yeah. right? And uh she's like the most iconic character to come out of all of that stuff. I guess the original story was uh Arzak, something like that by Mobius. Yeah. You know Mobius actually did a um Silver Surfer? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I I I saw that at a, a comic book show I was like man maybe I should get that Oh yeah <laughs> Maybe um, But yeah
1: What are your thoughts um, I, I think that this has been a staple You know like a, this is A movie that throughout You know my life Anyways like I said you know when I was like 9 or 10 we hacked the Showtime. Um <laughs> That's right Punk for life <laughs> um, But um, Yeah I mean I thought it was good I, I like the way the stories all t- tie through the lockdown Like I said um, The art's good Music's Mostly good um,
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> But uh, yeah I, I, I Overall I mean this is just something I remember from, It's like a piece of my childhood
0: Yeah uh, <laughs> my My only real anecdote for this one that i not for me growing up but my son came down with his girlfriend one time and and my son's like man i really want to watch heavy metal i was like hell yeah let's watch it right so it's me my wife (laughs) and my wife my wife (laughs) and uh, and him and his girlfriend and the first like 30 minutes is nothing but boobs, right? My wife's like, You need to turn this off. <laughs> I'm like, What? Like, to me, I'm desensitized to it. Right, right, I don't right. think there's anything wrong with it, but obviously. And everybody... I don't care. It's a cartoon. Right, right, right. You but know? it was obvious everybody was kind of uncomfortable. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Brock was watching the, you know, titty flick. Yeah, I was kind of concerned what? that one of my daughters might walk downstairs <laughs> while I was watching yeah. it and be like, What the hell is that doing? <laughs> Um oh, sorry, it's Tarna. Hmm. <laughs> it is it is pretty it's it's there. <laughs> so that was the only like that was the last story I had for you. That was the last time I watched it, I think.
1: So this movie came out in nineteen eighty one, making this movie, I believe it came out in August,
0: um 40 years old. Damn. That's crazy. Right? That's crazy. Here here pretty soon Batman 89 will be 40 We'll be like oh my god It's been 50 years since Batman 89 came out Jesus <laughs> We're old <laughs> I remember I was a kid when that one came out
1: So this one came out in 81 But then we got a sequel sir mm-hmm. And that sequel came out in what year?
0: 2000 That's why they called it Heavy Metal 2000 <laughs> This had the mighty Julie strain in it And that's the end. And that's... uh, That's Heavy Metal. Heavy Metal 2000. Yep. Nope. She could have been a football player.
1: (laughs) Overall, really enjoyed the first Heavy Metal. Yes. I even enjoyed watching it earlier this week for the show. Um, I did not enjoy Heavy Metal 2000
0: years much. It was okay. Mm. It was just okay. Yeah, it's always... I mean, you listen, you're, I mean, you listen to the movie because it's got cool music, but then other than that, you're like, oh, great. Yep. <laughs> yes, they did it again, but not in the first way. <laughs> What's most
1: amazing about this episode is that I have ate popcorn through the entire episode, and I never eat anything really, like, during our shows. Right, right, right. So Did I, you hear I, it? I don't know. We'll mm, see. No, no, we'll hear it Get at us if I'm crunching your ear.
0: So what do you think of um, Heavy Metal out there? You know, Do you like the first one
1: or the second one? Do you want David Fincher to make one? Yes. That's what I would like. Yeah. All those people that they had listed to att- attach to a second or a third one? Right, right. I'm in. Yeah. Because they were going to do an anthology. Yep. And then you could
0: delete the second one. You just split it up into the first series. There you go. 15-minute bursts. <laughs> fact two. <laughs> Yeah, It wasn't terrible It was just not No It it, it wasn't the same No it just wasn't the same I think Fact 2 started in what 2000 AD or something crazy like that I don't know no. Seems like one of those kind of deals But you can always hit us up On the uh, website At dropculture.com Or um, Hit us up on all the socials Just look for Drop Culture
1: We're always there You know or if you want to send us a good old-fashioned email, you can hit us at dropculturepodcast at com.
0: Yes. And thanks to all of our sponsors. You know who you are. Thanks, guys. <laughs> all right. I think that kind of wraps this one up. <laughs> it's very uh, indulgent. All yeah. Right. I mean, you ate a whole bag of smart popcorn.
1: <laughs> Overindulgent. Man. Yeah.
0: I, uh, I drank a Red Bull.
1: Julie Strange's boobs are on my computer. Whoa. (laughs) And with that, we're out of here. (laughs) Do (laughs)